0: Welcome aboard, this is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction.
1: This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public, but what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters, they're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Hello everybody, this is Johnny. And this is Justina.
0: Welcome. Welcome to Ships of Chaos.
1: Yeah, we're sorry this is going to be a week late. Uh, Johnny's had some major problems this last week, and recording kind of got pushed to the side.
0: Yeah, I mean, life happens. Everybody knows, especially in this weird, pandemical, weird fucking world we're living in.
1: (laughs) Johnny is unemployed again. Aw. But things are also looking up. Yeah.
0: We've got job interviews lined up. Yep, job interviews. We've got a little Comic-Con in our life.
1: Yes. Johnny's got some positivity. Johnny's going to be working at the Dallas Fan Expo in September. What weekend in September? Uh, September the 17th. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I get to uh, hopefully... I actually get to meet James Marshers this time and he won't cancel. <laughs> so, and Brendan Fraser is going to be there. I I hope I can uh, recite my favorite line to him. So, that Brendan Fraser ever had. So not just a random line, but my favorite. Not just a, just just a line.
0: All, Listen to this quote. It has nothing to do with you, but it's my no. favorite. <laughs>
1: It's my favorite Brendan Fraser line. So from what movie? Or from Airheads. what? Airhead? Airheads. Mm-hmm. It's a movie where he and his band buddies hold up a radio station so they'll play his song. <laughs> so but but the line goes, uh I'm a part of this. You wrote that song for me. It's my song. And Brendan Fraser goes, "I wrote that song before I even met you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: Yeah. And the only quote I can think of Brendan Fraser right now is from Bedazzled, <laughs> and it's the dolphin song, "Naio nays."
1: <laughs> I like Bedazzled. My favorite is when he's like the ba- uh, the basketball player. Yeah. And he looks down and he's got a tiniest penis, tiny penis. Oh, so funny.
0: <laughs> Did you
1: and that's like the worst. She, he thinks that's like the worst thing he she could do to him. Yeah. And then the next one, she gives him like a giant penis and he's gay. And he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really
0: like the sensitive guy on the beach. Swimming in the ocean floor.
1: Dolphin, dolphin, I adore. <laughs> I have had a br- crush on Brendan Fraser. Said Encino Man, which is his very first movie. He's adorable, isn't he? Living
0: on like a farm, he has like farmland now.
1: Yeah, he um, he's had a really tough go go of it after um The Mummy. I mean his wife his wife left him uh he got sexually assaulted at an industry party and he kind of became a recluse yeah he's just starting to come come back into the spotlight let himself like join the world so. and people are like oh my god he's gained so much weight and i'm like leave him alone he's like in his late 50s i don't even think he's like
0: he's not huge either he just has like a dad bod now
1: yeah he has a dad bod now and i'm like leave him alone he's in his late 50s he's had a hard life so but still love him still great can't wait to see him but
0: So uh,
1: you want to tell me how your week is going? Uh, My week has just been long.
0: Um, I'm working with a client who's East Coast, um, and they were very adamant about wanting to start their day with a meeting. So for them, their day starts at 6.30 a.m., sometimes 7. And for me, because I'm in Arizona, starts at a.m. So I've been having to get up there. I'm pregnant. I'm tired, but I've been having to get up at four o'clock to have meetings with these people. And then I'm working until, you know, late at night. I'm grateful I have a job, but I just, it makes for long days and all I want to do is sleep and I'm pregnant. (laughs) Everything
1: sucks. I I was with my brothers the other day. And I looked, I looked at Enoch. And he's like, I'm like, we're turning 34. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, God, we're getting old. I need to get married and start popping out kids. (laughs) And he just
0: started laughing. Yeah. It's all fun and games until you have kids, man. (laughs) I love Ella. I love being pregnant, but I just.
1: (laughs) Sucks the fucking life out of you. Are you you starting to show yet?
0: Yeah, I got a baby bump. I look like I'm like. That weird in between, people don't know if I'm getting, like, fat, (laughs) a food baby, or if I'm um, pregnant. But, uh, yeah, I I have a little bump. My back is killing me. Uh, We heard heard her heartbeat yesterday, and it was really strong. So we're looking good.
1: Yeah, um, I made dinner for the missionaries the other day. And I'm like, I'm having a food baby. <laughs> what did you guys make for the missionaries? I made spaghetti sauce from scratch with protein uh, rigatoni. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I made kale salad and French bread. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. So how about we get an update from last chapter? Yeah. So, last chapter?
0: Yep. So chapter one, Um, we meet our main characters. So Carlisle is been in the music game for a while. Uh, He seems to be kind of like burnt out just over the scene. Um, And then we meet, charlie and bella and bella is like that typical 18 year old like i don't want to listen to you dad i just want to go see the student concert charlie's like no girl calm down (laughs) you can't go it's not safe for you i don't want you going blah 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 anyway bella does it anyway and mean she is a typical 18 year old girl typical 18 year old does it anyway drives using the last money in her bank account, drives to, I think it's Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. And can't even get into, I think it was like a bar or club where um, Carlisle was performing. Yeah, because the bar was 21 and over. Right, 21 and over. She's not there yet. So then she starts to go back to her truck. Her truck is broken down. And it's raining. And lo and behold... A certain rock star pulls up beside her and offers to drive her to, I guess, like, the nearest cafe or somewhere to, like, get her help because he doesn't think it's safe for her to be walking. And they have a conversation at the restaurant. She gets in. Obviously, she gets in. They go to a restaurant. He gives her his clothes, including... Yeah. um. A very seductive scene where she takes his belt off in the (laughs) middle of the restaurant.
1: Yeah, she just pulls him close and is like, I need your belt, and just strips him of his belt.
0: (laughs) But they have a conversation, and Bella lets him know that she essentially, like, understands him. Like, she gets what he's trying to say in his lyrics, where people don't normally pick up on. Um, And then they end up at, like, a hotel together for the night and nothing they, happens nothing happens they share a kiss yeah if i remember and then he's like okay good night and steps away and does the adult thing so
1: that's where he we got, left off i think he has a mini freak out like i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't yeah. have done that <laughs> yeah so and she's like oh my god that was the best kiss i've ever had yeah <laughs>
0: But I think it's a, it's kind of important he, like, sees a connection with her because she can read in between the lines of his music and, like, understands what his life has been like. Whereas other people just hear the music and that's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had never told anybody about his lost love. It wasn't in any of the tabloids or anything, and she picked up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, so do you think we're ready to get into chapter two? Yeah, let's get into chapter two.
0: So I want to see where they left, where they leave off. He's spending the night on Sofa City. So um, see if they wake up, how it is in the morning.
1: Okay, <clears throat> it's actually a time skip. So, okay. Carlisle plucked at his guitar, trying even now, an hour before he was set up set to be on stage to find the song that had been trying to form for a week. He knew it was there. All week long, he wanted to put that, uh, sorry. All week long, he wanted to put what he had felt into music and lyrics, but his tongue was tied. His ear for the night tune, oh, sorry. His ear for the right tune was malfunctioning. He couldn't stop thinking about Bella, not even long enough to process what he was feeling into a song. In his younger days, things would have been much different. He might have embarked on a little romance with Bella and the last seven days would have been charmed. It would have been an idyllic story. They'd have shared, a, shared kisses out and about in Seattle or pera- perhaps in Forks after she, after she got out of school. There was a sobering thought the tune he was playing became heavy with guilt frustrated he unstrapped the guitar setting it down restless he ventured out backstage listening to the opening act for a moment finding he was still going a little out of his skin he headed for the stairs to the private balcony he found a space where he could watch the crowd but they couldn't see him as easily it wasn't until he saw her that he acknowledged he'd been looking for her all along. After all, Portland was about equidescent from Forks to Seattle. Is that, is that the right word? I think so. I think it's equal
0: distance.
1: Anyways, for a few moments, he lay his head on the edge of the short wall between him and the floor below, just watching. She was there alone, which automatically made his protective instincts flare. He glanced at the, clu- at the people swarmed around her. He saw couples, groups of girls, women his age, dress up like they were Bella's age. He quirked his lip, running, rubbing at his chin. Carlisle. Carlisle turned as his longtime friend and manager joined him. Alistair, he greeted, looking back out onto the floor. What are you looking at? Good. Carlisle hesitated, and then he extended one More finger pointing. The brunette yes. bobbing there alone. Yes. Alistair sounded yes. confused yes. for a minute, but then Carlisle could feel his friend's stare bo- boring holes in, in the side of his head. Carlisle, tell me she isn't the reason you've been a ghost this last week. Another pause. Is this why you, he, you asked if this is an an all-age club. I think you know me better than that, Carlisle spoke. To the question Alistair hadn't asked, he paused. Will you bring her back, Carlisle? At this, Carlisle finally lifted his head, looking at his friend. Alistair had been, had seen him at his worst. When Carlisle thought he was invincible, riding high on fame, drugs, and exhilaration off the stage, Carl Alistair kept him safe from fans, from himself. Putting on an easy smile, Carlyle clapped his hands on his friend's soldier. It's fine, Alistair. I helped her last week is all. Her truck broke down. Alistair only stared. I know what I'm doing. Alistair studied him for another long moment before he nodded. Fine. Then have it your way. Did that sound different? Okay. Yeah. They they sounded different? Yeah, I can tell the difference. Okay. Yeah. Bella's... Bella was annoyed at first when the man approached her, trying to get her to follow him. He was a little creepy. Dirty blonde hair and a beard combo that... And a hint of discomfort. Everything
0: okay? Yeah, I just dropped my mic. Sorry. Okay.
1: He seemed exasperated when she rebuffed his advances. Bloody hell, I swear to Christ I should make him come out here and get you himself. He shook his head and tried again, taking her arm so she couldn't cringe away from him. Before Bella could react, and she had every intention of shoving her palm right into this guy's nose, if he didn't let her go, he whispered in her ear, Listen to me, sweetheart. I'm just trying to get you backstage and not on my account. You understand. Bella froze, her eyes darting to the strangers. Oh, now you're interested, aren't you? The man laughed and jerked his head. Come on, then. Follow me. (laughs) I'm sorry about before, Bella said when they were away from the crowd. The stranger laughed. Frankly, dearie, it's a little refreshing. Most girls your age have no sense of self-preservation he gave her a an knowing look but i'm not as pretty as he is this i know <laughs> I like Funny. that lie i like that i i am kind of picturing Alistair. um have you ever seen the movie rockstar with marky What mark? mark Wahlberg? sorry it's been a it's been a bit i'm kind of picturing him as the manager for the band yeah with like the portly stomach and the greasy hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> who he also played peter pettigrew in harry potter yep that's it <laughs> still looks the same you know Any word for the he's like the creepy guy in everything i swear yeah in oliver yeah. harry potter rock star to he, sweeney really? todd he was like the little kiss ass okay. to the judge mm-hmm. <laughs> okay Let's get back. Back to our broadcast. Bella was suddenly glad of the dim light because she was sure she was blushing scarlet. Before she could speak, though, she heard her name be called by a soft voice. She couldn't help her smile when she turned and saw him there. Her breath caught. This was not the kind-hearted stranger offering her a ride in the middle of the night. This wasn't the man who sat across from her, a little tired as he tired as he bought her dinner and a warm drink he wasn't the man kneeling by the side of the, her bed his eyes wide and vulnerable before he took her hand her face in his hands this man standing before her her was now a rock star he was devastatingly handsome and though he was standing still now she knew just by looking at him he could swagger he could command the stage with a smile and a tilt of his chin. Suddenly, Bella felt more than a little intimidated. He ducked his head, a small, familiar smile playing at his lips. She swallowed hard, reminding herself he was, after all, just a man. Nice mascara. Carlisle laughed, his friend straight out guffawed. I'm glad you're here. Nope. That's, ba- that's bad. I'm glad you're here. He had precious little time, but he showed her around the backstage. There were a lot of others. Bella noticed their stares, some with judgment, some with curiosity. For the most part, Carlyle was keeping his distance. He would touch her arm to get her attention or put his palm to the small of her back to guide her. Once when one of the stagehands leered at her, he stepped to her, so- to her side, angling his body in a distinctly, distinctly protective, somewhat possessive gesture. Five minutes, one of the hands said all too soon. Carlyle turned to Bella, his expressions regretful. I'm sorry. She had to grin. This is the part I came for, remember? There was that grin she'd seen so many times on shaking hand held youtube videos and all sex appeal and deceivingly bad boy image it made her breath catch and he chuckled knowing damn well what he was doing he raised his hand brushing his fingers under her chin his eyes straight down to her lips for the space for the space of a breath then enjoy the show bella didn't realize she hadn't moved until she heard laughter The man who'd come to get her put her hand on her shoulder. Come on. Ah! Come on. Come on, lovely. I'll show you the best place to stand. I'm Alistair, by the way, in case you care. He teased. He led her to a place just off the stage where she could watch. Carl Cullen on the stage was a revelation. How often had she listened to his words, his music, hearing the truth about life? about love. It was different here. The energy filled her, every pore a power, an undeniable energy embodied and supplied by the man on the stage. He poured his soul into every word, from the playful songs where he seduced the audience with the sexy come-hither stare, to the songs of lost love where his pain was acute. Bella could feel her heart twist where she stood. And for Bella, it was as as if she could see him whole for the first time. The man who sang for everyone in that venue was passionate and so alive, but the man she'd glimpsed a week ago was present in the space between the notes, the words that filled the silence between lyrics. He was beautiful. Bella had no words, no definition for the adrenaline that made her blood flow, hotter through her veins, pumped faster by her heart. She had no way to explain the emotion in her and no choice but to simply let it run through her. He ended the night with an old song, one of his first. It was about the spark of unlikely love, about a bewitching girl he just couldn't get out of his head. And when he sang, he turned his body slightly, so he was looking not at the audience, but at her. It was far and away the most visceral moment of Bella's entire life. She felt exposed and tentilated, like her body was bare before him, her every nerve being al- ending alive and aware. She rubbed the back of her neck, her eyes locked with his, her throat dry as sand. It felt like an age before he finally wished the crowd goodnight, but then he was stepping toward her, his pace quick, but not as quick as she would have liked. Neither of them said anything when he was finally backstage. They were surrounded by other people, and yet the intensity between them... I was on such a roll. Where? And yet the intensity between them was a physical entity. Bella was frankly astounded, it wasn't more obvious. Before he could be engulfed, Carlisle reached out, grabbing her hand. He was. She was walked at arm's length behind him, the voices around them a blur. Bella was vaguely aware he was responding to questions and little bits of conversation being thrown at him, but she couldn't concentrate at all. Finally, they reached his dressing room. There were fewer people by then, But still, Bella was shocked and eternally grateful when Carlisle pulled her into the privacy of the room behind them. She absolutely could not help her reaction as soon as the door snicked shut. Her arms were around his neck in an instant and she pushed up on her tippy toes to kiss him. It wasn't a gentle kiss, not like the slow kiss, not like the slow kiss they'd shared before. This was all her pent-up emotion, the intense energy that not only only minutes ago had filled the whole venue welling up through her. Apparently, they were on the same page. He pressed her back against the door, his body pinning hers. When she wrapped her legs around his waist, his hands went to her thighs. His, His lips on her were hard, keeping up easily with the fevered pace she set. The taste of his skin was salty, but the taste of his mouth, as her tongue sought his, was sweet somehow. So good. When they were both breathless, she opened her eyes, breathing in the air he breathed out. She de- devoured him with her gaze, trailing her fingers up to trace the tattoos along his bare arms. Mm. She, huh?
0: I said, mm. I just love tattooed arms.
1: Yes, me too. And also,
0: okay. like him pushing her against the door. Like gives me those butterflies in my belly. They're hot. It's a hot move.
1: It's something all of us want. Yeah. Like no matter male, female, female yeah,
0: anything, fresh yeah.
1: Yeah. We all want that. Like the sexy powerful, move. Yeah. That powerful kiss where we're just pinned and yeah. pressed against somebody. Yep. Okay. She grinned at him, purposely smudging the eyeliner he wore with the pads of her thumbs. For a moment, she let herself admire him like the rock star he was. Then she worked her fingers under the wig he wore, thinking she pr- preferred him as a blonde. She smiled. Nope. He smiled against her lips when he kissed her again, a little calmer this time. Will you have dinner with me tonight? He asked between kisses. She had to laugh. Part of her wished she was smoother, more confident, so she could tell him the first thought that came to her mind without stammering or blushing or genuinely making a fool out of herself like she knew he would, she would if she tried. She wanted much more than dinner from this man. Yes, she said out loud, reluctantly putting her feet back on the ground. I'll have dinner with you. Part of Carlisle. Rewind, repeat. Part of Carlisle wanted Alistair to stop him, or if not his friend, then for someone to say something. No one commented, though, when he and Bella emerged from his dressing room together. There were a few disapproving glances, but Carlisle knew all these people had seen much. Worse than a 40-year-old rock star holding hands with an 18-year-old fan. Before they parted ways, after Bella was already in the passenger seat of his car, Alistair clapped his shoulder, his wise eyes understanding. I'll see you, you know, his tone was musing. There's something about her, something in her eyes that are all spitfire. Yet there's something so sweet about her nature. She sees people, not color or gender or age, but people the same way Esme did. That sounded really rough.
0: It's okay, Alistair's creepy anyway. Yeah. Now, I, now all I see is Peter Pettigrew. So, <laughs> I put that thought in your head. You sure did. And that's all I see from him, which is totally fine. I mean, he's like that creepy, like, manager friend that the rock star has to have to like keep him in line yeah who's just creepy so i think it's well suited i think
1: yeah it's good. carlisle stared his friend waiting him to say how wrong it was on so many levels instead alistair just sighed his expression serious be careful uh, carlisle not only with her heart but with yours too he could have driven straight to the hotel, but Part of him wanted to. There was a large portion of his mind occupied with how her body had felt pinned beneath his against the door. How amazing it was when her fingers, when she ran her fingers through his hair. How her kisses reminded him he wasn't as old as he felt sometimes. He was still young, still capable of having these amazing experiences that were 100% new. How could he have guessed? He'd been with a fair number of women, and he he begun to think he'd experienced the full spectrum of emotions to a could the and he he'd begun to ex expa- and he'd begun to think he'd experience a full spectrum of emotions. It could kiss could elicit. What is up with me getting caught up on the word kiss? Okay, let Not me try morning. that again. Okay. And he'd begun to think he'd experienced the full spectrum of emotions it could.
0: (laughs) What if you go back to he'd been with a fair number of women and see if maybe like refreshing that whole sentence.
1: Okay. He'd been with a fair number of women and he'd begun to think he'd experienced the full spectrum of emotions a kiss could elicit. Yay. (laughs) Not so but he was conflicted about what he could be feeling. No, but he was conflicted about what he should be feeling, what he should be doing. Yes, she was an adult and capable of making her own choices. To belittle that would be wrong, but could it be right to be with her like that when he was as old as her father, a few months older, if he was doing the math right? Then again, Charlie Swan had been a young father Either way, rather than take her back to his hotel room where things would surely get out of hand too quickly, they found another quiet all night diner. There was a hectic look of excitement that sparked in her eyes, colored her cheeks, even as she sat across from him sipping hot chocolate again. She was so stunning, captivatingly beautiful. Distracting himself, he engaged her in a game of 20 questions, one question for him, one for her. He asked where her mother was and watched her face as she spoke of a woman who flitted about as she pleased. Bella's expression was patient when she spoke of her mother, adoring and understanding. The look on her face turned coy when she raised an eyebrow and innocently asked him if he ever kissed a boy. Shocked, he laughed and answered more than one. And you, he challenged, wondering privately, if you really wanted to know. Her cheeks pinked. One boy, she muttered to her plate before lifting her head, looking at him with hooded eyes. And one man, I suppose. He only had time to ponder that for a handful of seconds, before she was on to the next question. Carlisle found himself increasingly fascinated leaning across the table as he was caught up in her answers. She tried to joke off how much trouble she'd be in with her father who grounded her after last week's escapades. <laughs> she tried, <laughs> I know, right? She's 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, 18 years old still doesn't know everything about the world but he really can't control her much anymore mm-hmm. she tried to look nonchalant but he read more in the furrow of her brow she simply wasn't used to being a trus- troublesome teenager and didn't like to worry her overprotective father her face was so animated her hands waving to emphasize her words as she spoke of the future She wanted to be a doctor or a scientist, one of those scientists who worked on curing cancer or something like that. She wanted to help people, which is something he understood. He toyed with the idea of being a doctor before music and fame claimed him. He tried to make up for it by donating money where he could. At least once a year, he did a benefit concert or agreed to be part of an ensemble act to raise money for whatever cause caught his eye that year. And toward the end of the meal, Carlisle realized, with only a small degree of surprise, he was entirely smitten with this woman. It was more than the way she reminded him of Esme, reminded him of the life he'd let slip through his fingers. Bella was unique, entirely separate, and breathtaking in her own way. She was all passion and honesty. She didn't know how to mask her emotions, so she was shy one moment and brazen the next. She was a conundrum he was endlessly fascinated with and desperate almost to the point of pain to figure out. It's late. He could hear the intent in his voice when they came to the end of their meal. And it was either time to say goodbye or let nature take take its course. You shouldn't try to drive home tonight. Her eyes locked on his, wide and wanting. Her tongue darted out wetting her lips uh, i've got nowhere to stay tentative he reached out and cupped her cheek feeling a deep adoration run through him as he looked on her you know that isn't true <laughs> by the time they got back to the hotel neither of them was trying to deny what they were doing they were discreet up until they were behind closed doors only holding hands as they walked, but the second they were safe in his room, they were tangled in each other's arms. Carlisle couldn't remember the last time sex had felt this urgent, where he bumped against walls and stumbled and fumbled trying to get to a flat surface. Briefly, he considered letting them fall to the floor, but somehow he couldn't do that. Before they could tip He turned, pressing Bella up against the wall so he could kiss her as thoroughly as he wanted to. Far from arguing, Bella had her legs wrapped around him again in an instant, her arms around his neck and her hands in his hair. She bucked her body against him, urging him on. Making sure his grip on her was firm, he pulled away from the wall with her still in his arms. It was one of those miracles of lust and magic that he could somehow navigate the room while still attached to her at the lips. He did manage to get them into the bedroom before he tripped, sending them both sprawling. He landed on top of her on the bed, both of them huffing out of startled breath. Somewhat amused by his own fervor, Carlisle rolled onto his side, holding himself above her for a moment. He ran his fingers over her lips, thinking how young and innocent she looked with her hair fanned out. Her hands up by her head. But when she took his finger into her mouth, swelling her tongue around the tip, he felt lightheaded. She could be such a vixen. I don't think any guy, any heterosexual guy can take a woman licking and sucking on his finger without no, everything traveling without south.
0: everything traveling south it's instant <laughs> it's an instant movement yeah like all blood is
1: gone from the head
0: and the brain the brain <laughs> yeah. has it the brain's just like turned off and it's just <laughs> thinking with the other head
1: <laughs> yeah leaning in he claimed her lips again bringing his hand down to rest on the curve of her breast The way she moaned into his mouth, her hips pressing up against his drove drove him a bit out of his mind. He brushed his thumb over her nipple just to hear it again. He pulled them both into a sitting position, ghosting his hand over the soft skin of her belly before running up to cup her breast. Her fingers were deft. Nope, his fingers were deft. He undid the clasp of her bra easily and had her shirt up and off a second later god she was glorious perky little breast she was so sexy when she bit her lip tugging at his shirt he pulled it off of her for her and lay her back down on the bed skin to skin reveling in the feel as he drew his fingers up and down her spine he touched her everywhere exploring finding out quickly what made her gasp gasp or moan the way her body responded to him had him in a tizzy. He was so dizzy with want for her. Wow, the author really did that. Tizzy and dizzy, and dizzy. dizzy in the same sentence. Oh, that's that's hard to read. The it's author really did that.
0: It's, but it reads so well. I,
1: I I thought the sentence was playing tricks on me, but the author really did that. Okay, okay. They were both moving against each other so much. It took him a moment to understand she was trembling hard. He pulled away, pressing the back of his knuckles against her cheek. She was clinging to him, her fingers pressing into the back of him, no, okay. She was clinging to him, her fingers pressing into his back so hard, he was actually a little surprised he hadn't noticed before. And her eyes were screwed tightly shut. Her mouth hanging open slightly, as her breath came harder than he was, than was typical, even for this kind of circumstance. Bella, I um, can we can we stop? She asked between gasps. He shifted instantly, putting some distance between them. Sitting upright, he gently pulled her up with him, grabbing his shirt first because it was closer pulled it over his head, helping her get her arms through the tangled sleeves. Oh, okay, I messed up. Grabbing his shirt first, because it was closer, he pulled it over her head, helping her get her arms through the tangled sleeves. There, he said soothingly, stroking her hair. I'm sorry. She was very close to tears. He could tell by the tone of her voice. I'm so sorry. Quickly, he wrapped her in a tight hug comforting comforting this time instead of titillating she sagged against him trembling trying to catch her breath don't apologize he whispered in her hair rocking them slightly it's fine just fine i want but she sputtered and it broke his heart just a little he remembered her words from earlier she'd only ever kissed one boy before how overwhelmed she must have been if he was the first one to touch her to see her like this and maybe her body had not been responding to his touch but the newness of everyone touching to, no but the newness of anyone touching her as a lover would Carlisle blew out a breath squeezing his eyes shut and trying to find his right mind it's okay he said again you're fine can you sleep he asked a few minutes later when her breath had evened out and she stopped shaking. Her eyes were uncertain, but as she looked at him, slightly ashamed and every bit as young as she actually was. Will you stay? She asked in a small voice. With me, I mean. He thought he understood what she needed, despite the fact she wasn't ready to go further with him. She didn't want to feel rejected. Smiling, he tilted her chin and pressed a lingering chaste kiss on her lips. I'm right here. He lay awake for a long time after she fell into an exhausted sleep. In the darkness and silence of the room, he thought about everything. He thought about his 40 years of life, what he'd lived, what he'd lost, his experiences in love, lust, and shared moments between two people. He thought about all the things he wanted and what he could have. He thought about the millions millions of possible futures that lay ahead of him, of her. He didn't believe in right or wrong experiences, but age had given him the perspective of the responsibility he had in his choices. There were so many paths in front of him, and he knew he only had until morning to choose the one he could live with. End.
0: End of chapter. So that was a roller coaster
1: yeah I, I love the fact that he realized that she was saying no and pulled back
0: yeah and good for she her never... to want to like save her experience
1: yeah I mean she never actually said no but he realized she's not <laughs> ready and her body's saying ready. no so he pulled back. yeah it was really hot and heavy though yeah and well it was hot and
0: heavy. It's easy to, for, it was e- easy for me to forget that we're talking about Bella and Carlisle. Yes. And if it was any other people, I'd be like, damn, that's hot. This is happening. Wow. And then I remembered who we're reading about. And I'm going to go back to that chapter one author's note. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't know. I have, um, it's not like super wrong. Like I'm, I feel the jive here. But then I just picture Carlisle in his doctor's jacket from Twilight and mousy little Bella. And it just, then it takes away from that sexiness. Yeah. But then I start thinking about, like, Spike from Buffy. Because I think that's the character I've created in my head, right? Because Spike's kind of that, like, blonde, older, wears-the-eyeliner rock star kind of look. Yeah. And I think he's the, the guy that I'm picturing as Carlisle. Yeah. And not Carlisle himself. So then it like eases it a little bit.
1: <laughs> I'm picturing his character from uh Fast and Furious, the TV show. Okay. Who's like the cop who is like kind of rock star the rock star-ish with the long hair and the eyeliner and the, mm. I, there's a picture of him with his gun in his pants, his gun in like leather pants. And it's pointing right at his package. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, that's cringeworthy. <laughs> he he has another note about uh Carlisle and Bella being like, just so wrong in chapter three. So I'll read it then. Okay. Yeah. I
0: mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, there are people that are, sh- that would ship it. So I'm not going to like, bash on it I, I everybody each their own but i just i have a hard time and maybe it's just because all i've all i know is carlisle from twilight he was in another show but he's not like it he wasn't playing like a sexy character
1: he was in yeah. something
0: else and i can't think of what it was that i recently watched
1: i just i i guess it's different for me because all my ships are like 18 years old and 36, you know? Mm-hmm. Cuz I do that whole Hermione serious thing. Hermione Re- remiss. Hermione. Yeah. And Sirius. I can get and I can
0: get behind all of those. There's just something weird about Carlisle and Bella for me. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just not quite on board yet.
1: Yeah. But th- that that was a rather heated chapter that ended in way. Oh, no, no. Okay, now not the time. Yeah. Which I respect. I'm Total glad. respect there. Gotta respect the rock star who realizes that she's not ready. It's, it, yeah. So for sure. Uh, thanks for joining us, Chaotix. I really, really enjoy doing this. I feel so bad when we have to skip weeks and I love you all. Believe mm-hmm. it. For sure. Yep. Thanks
0: for listening, guys. We'll see you next Chaotic Thursday.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Lyrical Chris for allowing us to read their story, The Spaces Between the Notes. You can find us on Facebook,
0: Instagram, and Archive of Our Own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Chaotic Thursday.